Hey, welcome to the Original Brew Collective Podcast. We are on episode number four. Number four. We're number four. This has been really fun and really exciting to do. And if you are watching this, what we do on, on this podcast each week is we talk about different beers from different breweries and we review them, we talk about them, and also talk about um, just kind of, we call it brewery talk, so brewery stuff you talk. talk about at a brewery. And if you are watching this, we just ask that you would subscribe to our channel and that way you can... Um, that you can see the different beers that we're reviewing that, that get posted each week. Yeah. And then also we're on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Original Brew Collective. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to watch, you can also listen on, or, or if you're watching this and you want to continue listening, we have it on yeah. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the different platforms that yeah. you can find podcasts on you can listen to. Yeah. Listen, follow, subscribe. Yeah. And reach out. Message, comment. However you want. We'd love to hear from you. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So each week we start the, the episodes off with with three questions. And so yep. we're gonna we're gonna start off this episode the same way. So question number one for Robert is what is the last beer that you drank? Last beer that I had was not murky, K N O T not not murky, by it was a collaboration by Pure Project Brewing and Beechwood Brewing. Um, was one of the first um, pure projects I've ever had. Um, we've had Diamond Dust before um, together, uh, but very good beer. West Coast style IPA. Um, I think it was 6.7 um, ABV and then about 50 IBU, if I recall correctly. Really good, super smooth. Um, you know, you, you do get a bit of pininess, some bitterness, mm-hmm. but it's r- a really easy drinker. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It was a, a very solid, solid West Coast from them. Nice. Yeah. How about nice. you? So unfortunately, the last beer that I drank was the last one we, that we had on the podcast. And so that was also a pure project. Yeah, it's a good beer. Not, a, not a bad one. No, not at last. all. I just haven't, just haven't had one since then. Yeah. But So Diamond Dust. And if you want to... So coconutty, guava, mango. It was really good. And if yeah. you want to hear how we go into it, you can watch the, the third episode, the episode before. And that was the last one I had. I just had Yeah, well, it was good enough since. that if you haven't listened to episode three yet, go back and, and listen or watch episode three. It was three. really good. It was a really good beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it... I mentioned in episode three, I think I was told that the release, it sold out within one hour. Yeah. Um, very, very good I know, I know you mentioned it. Where are they located again? The I believe San Diego. Southern California. Yeah. But I believe okay. it's San Diego. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really good. Last one I had. Mm-hmm. So That's a good one. And so I've mentioned this in each episode for the for the second question is going to change uh, week by week. And we've talked about our favorite stout and why we were at uh, certain breweries, last breweries we were at. So I thought this week we could talk about what our our favorite brewery is. And so it doesn't necessarily need to be, doesn't necessarily need to be beer wise, but Mm -hmm. also like setting. So brewery as a whole. Oh, it's like the environment? Environment and everything too. Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your favorite one? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many cool breweries and a lot of them do have, you know, some of them are unique, but a lot of the similar open vibe, um, you know, family friendly, um, a lot of games. Um, you know, a lot of them have like the picnic tables. One that Mm -hmm. when you just asked, that stands out to me was uh and you were there with me um was it bear bottle in san francisco yeah oh yeah 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 bear they bottle. had mm-hmm. arcade games ping pong table like they took it a fun. step further than a lot of other breweries who will have like board games or giant jenga or cornhole this one had all of that but it also had like i said you know arcade games and ping pong and you know in addition to all those other games and the beer was really good yeah and it was really big 
huge open setting. Very yeah, yeah it was huge. And it then, was really big. Yeah, and then we played a game of ping pong and you kicked my butt. Multiple, <laughs> multiple games I forgot of ping about pong, that. And I lost every time. I'm terrible. That was fun. Ping pong. That was fun. Um, but yeah, near the ping pong table, there was a really cool. They had, in addition to all the like pic, standard picnic table style seating, they also had. Like a lounge area, almost more laid back with the couches and stuff. The couches, remember? yeah, I, I think remember you, that. You can reserve that as well mm-hmm. if you reach out. So it remember, was, I think it, it actually reserved. was reserved for later in the day. Yeah, but we just so happened to be there when it was. Yeah, so we kind of hung out open. there for a little while as well. But yeah. really good beer when we were there. Um, they had a variety of styles that I got to try, and, or that we tried, and each one was was a solid, solid yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. do have, they have cans, yeah, that they release and yeah, that was yeah, that was some, super cool. They do that. cans and bottle releases, and they have some distribution as well. Um, they at least dis- distribute distribute to our region, um, so up towards like Sacramento area and stuff. I'm not sure how how far out aside from that, but yeah, really good beer, mm-hmm. really cool um, atmosphere. If you're looking for a cool brewery and you're in San Francisco area, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? I would say I would say the not the same brewery, but like mm-hmm. the same thing. Each each brewery has kind of different reasons why I like it, you yeah. know. Um, but I would say the one that kind of that stands out to me and we've talked about this brewery a lot before but mostly about the beers but i really like moonraker mm-hmm. i really like moonraker a lot it has especially during and that's that's in auburn california and especially like the outdoor setting at moonraker it's super cool they yeah. always a lot of breweries have food trucks that come in but they always have have a um a good food truck and tons of tables i mean that place just gets packed yeah and they do have cornhole and they out, when it's when it's nice outside, they do have another bar that's kind of like it's a makeshift like van, right? Is it? Yeah, it's like a almost like a little shack. Out yeah, there. it's really cool though. But yeah, I'm picturing a van. But. Well, they cr- just created or built this like a I don't know if you'd call it a golf cart, but it's like this industrial golf cart that also has taps on the side of it that they're really out to events. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! It's like all black and everything. It's really cool looking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. They do have a really cool outdoor bar mm-hmm. as well. And they have, you know, a handful of their beers on tap out there. Yeah, the outdoor is kind of like where it's at at Moonraker. Mm-hmm. And then, but what we've talked about in an episode before, how we were there for a birthday party and you can reserve like a really cool room that has its yes. own like private tap. Yeah. And you can pick the taps or the beers that you want on tap. And I thought, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't. That was One so of our friends cool. like picked the beers um, specific to our other friends who bir- whose birthday it was, and mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty and then, sweet. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, and we had our dedicated beer tender for mm-hmm. our bar. So there's this one beer tender was it was for us. So for some, that was the most packed I've ever seen it. Yeah, at Moonraker, and, and they get packed. There a lot. was so, it but then really we like busy. had our own room. Yeah, with our own bartender. Oh, yeah. and it was no awesome. line. We just walk up, tell us yeah. what we wanted. It was pretty cool. So I don't know. I li- I really like Moonraker. I think it has a really nice mm-hmm. setting, and it is family friendly and everything. Yeah, and so. it's really cool. I some this isn't like I don't know for some reason I find this really cool the fact that they have like the graffiti on the walls and stuff mm-hmm. I think that adds a little bit for some reason it makes it more of a laid back vibe they have a lot of different like sections yeah it's cool yeah it's really that is a really cool brewery yeah, yeah. for sure it's awesome yeah. so our third question is always has always been the same so far and so Robert what is the beer you're looking forward to trying next what is that for you Alvarado Street actually um, recently announced that they're going to be dropping a new stout i believe imperial called biggie's bonbon bonanza and so that has cacao vanilla and milk sugar and so i'm really excited mm, to get my hands good. on some of that yeah especially alvarado i know well alvarado's putting out really good beer all the time and so i'm excited i've never had this one i don't know i think it might be the first time i've ever done this um i had never heard of it and so i recently just saw their announcement and so i'm looking to looking forward to getting my hands on some of those cans awesome yeah that's cool how about you 
The one I'm looking forward to is one that is very accessible. I just haven't, <laughs> I just haven't tried it yet, but I have wanted to try it for, for quite some time. And it's by a brewery called New Glory and they're based mm-hmm. in Sacramento and they have, it's called Flippin' Good and it's an Imperial Brown Ale. And I don't, I don't normally drink a lot of brown ales, but yeah. it's has a maple sugar and vanilla bean in it. And I've heard it's very good. That sounds good. We were actually, um, I was there, I wasn't with you, but we were at the brewery and, and we were like playing games and this lady came up to us and she was buying cans and she was like raving about flipping oh, good. Really? Yeah, it was kind huh. of, it was kind of funny. I, yeah. like, I always come here and get flipping good. You have to try it. And I didn't at the at the time, but it did. It does. It does look and sound very good. So yeah, I've never. I've never it. had that one. I've had a lot. I've of seen it at a lot of beer, bottle but, shops, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of their beer too. I just haven't. I don't know. I usually go for IPAs when I'm out, yeah. but I kind of want to branch out. And yeah, it sounds like you know that's interesting. I feel like you don't normally hear of a brown ale being you know. It's one of their most mixing it up like that. It's super with like popular the, the syrup and everything. Mm-hmm. So it almost was like a stout mixed with brown ale. I thought that it was. Really interesting. I actually thought it was a stout, and then really? I saw that it was like while I was there, it, it was a brown ale. Just because yeah. you'd think with the flavors that were yeah, in it, it would yeah, be a stout. Exactly. But, so I'm interested. Yeah, in that one it. sounds really interesting. I'll have to try that as well. Yeah, it's definitely one I could get pretty easily because it's pretty yeah. common around here. So. Yeah. But what are we drinking today, Robert? Oh, oh my, my goodness. Is a big, oh, my gosh. Today is a big day. It so is. This is the Lush from Moxa. You've heard us talk about Moxa. And we're finally reviewing it. We're finally reviewing yeah, Moxa. I think we said in one of the previous episodes that we were going to try to do it. That I was holding on to this since July of 2018. So if you listen to the first episode. Um, was it episode one? It was episode okay. one. That he, this, is, this is the one. Robert waited in line for this. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So I waited in line for about five to five and a half hours for this one. Um, got a few of them. Um, that's actually how I was able to get pastry method. So I got one of the bottles. One of the bottles I purchased, I was able to deal a trade um, or broker a trade, make mm-hmm. a deal um, with someone um, not in our area who happened to have pastry method, which is also from Moxa. And I missed that release. And so, yeah. So I mailed off. One of the bottles with Lush. They mailed me the pastry method. Oh my gosh, pastry method is by far the best out of, I've ever had um, to date. Um, but so I'm really excited about this one, um, which is the Lush. So I mean, I've been waiting since July. I don't really want to wait much longer. Uh, that is fair, man. So let's open that this is up. so fair. Thank you for sharing this <laughs> yeah, with me. Let's, let's open, open it up, up, man. Let's do it. So for those of you who are just listening and not watching on YouTube right now, we are cracking open the Lush, an imperial stout from Moxa Brewing in Rockland, California. Coming in at 11% ABV, so alcohol by volume, and it's brewed with vanilla, pecans, and cacao nibs. It's a pretty cool bottle, white label, with a, a bottle figure on it, um, filled with different tropical plants and designed to look like a whale. So we just poured the Lush from Moxa Brewing in Rockland, California. It's an imperial stout with pecans, vanilla, and cacao nibs. And as you can see on this one, it has some decent head for a stout. Um, give it a little swirl, it does leave you know, some, some lacing on the glass, which is a really good sign and something we like to see with a stout. I um, mean, the color, it's not like pitch black. It's not. No, but there's like almost like a slight brown, dark, 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 dark brown hue to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really nice color overall. Um, let's see what we uh, pick up on the nose. Okay. Let's do it. What do you, what are you getting on that? I I know that I definitely smell pecan. Okay, I'm getting there. like I said, this is uh, pecan, vanilla, and cacao nibs, 
I'm getting a lot of the cacao. Like, yeah. It smells like really it's chocolate. It's like a chocolate-covered pecan. That's, I mean, yeah. that's kind of... Yeah, and but I am getting, like, the sweetness. I don't smell 100% the vanilla yet, and I know vanilla is a little bit, going to probably be a little bit lighter, so I'll maybe take the back seat a little bit, but I do smell, you know, some of the sweetness coming through. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely smell the sweetness. Mm-hmm. It smells very good. It smells very good. This is... And once again, uh, if you are listening and not watching, we're drinking these from Tekus. Yeah. Drinking and tasting them. Let's try it. Whoa. So the mouth. <laughs> Whoa. Moxa does not disappoint, and I'm so glad okay, this that is... I held on to this. Robert has been holding on to this since July. He's been aging this since July. That is... Whoa. This is very good. This is so good. So it's going to change as it opens up. Yeah. We're going to get more flavor. Um, I'm hoping to get a little more, more vanilla, but it rings true, like right off the bat, the pecan and the cacao. Yeah, for right sure. It, and it's very, like you described it. Very like, much so. It's almost as if I'm eating a dark chocolate covered pecan. Mm-hmm. That's what it tastes like to me. Um, very good. And the mouthfeel is, it is it like, perfect. It's very heavy, but like right just, on point. The name. Lush. I was going to say it's very, it tastes very decadent. Yes. And like very, I mean, luscious, if lack you, of a better word. If but. you go into like one of those gourmet chocolate shops and they were to have like chocolate covered, you know, a variety of different chocolate covered fruits and nuts and you pick out one of the pecans, Whoa, that's what gosh. this is going to taste like. Mm-hmm. That's what this does taste like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a chocolate covered pecan, dark chocolate, like with <laughs> like quality chocolate very yeah very much so and i i've talked about this in previous episodes too i like and i, I feel like on a lot of stouts sometimes they're very there's like little or no carbonation this one has like it's you there is light at least i'm getting like light carbonation mm-hmm. on it and it's really good mm-hmm. like it really enhances it for me yeah I, and i had to think about it for a second um that sip that i just took about it's 11 percent um, it's not super high, um, especially coming from Oxa mm-hmm. being an Imperial Stout. Like, mm-hmm. I've had some off the top of my head, you know, around 15, um, 14. Um, the one that we, the Molo Blaster that mm-hmm. you discussed, I think that was, that was probably 15. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're coming out with high ones. So 11% isn't, you know, it's, it's kind of low for an Imperial Stout coming from Moxa. But I will say, in that last sip I just took, I had to think about it because I wasn't feeling any burn. Even, you know, 11% is still kind of up there. Um, but I did pick it up a little bit on the back end mm-hmm. when I, you know, right at the end mm-hmm. when I was, you know, finishing my sip. Um, but it, it's masked really well. I mean, like I said, 11 is not super high. I mean, it, it, in comparison to for Imperial Stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's really smooth, really good. Slight burn I at the very end, this, maybe, man. but. Um, nothing major. And I, like I said, I had to think about it. Like, am I getting a burn from this? Mm-hmm. This is really good. Man. So let's let this open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because, you know, as it opens up, warms up, we're going to get, you know, some additional flavors, something, you know, if that vanilla might come forward a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do we, what's the brewery well, talk how do, today? How does it, are you pretty excited about drinking this right yes, now? Yes, absolutely. And that you know what? so exciting. What's funny is when I eat food, like I feel like I'm one of the first to finish and I enjoy food, you know? But I'm I, I'm a fast eater. I don't know. I just don't think about it. I just really enjoy my food. And I'll, but I'll finish it fast. I eat quick. Mm-hmm. But for something like this, something I really like, I will take my time and take baby sips. Mm-hmm. And it lasts me a while. Is because I just, gosh, I have such a high appreciation for the quality 
you know, of craftsmanship. Well, you want to get you want to get the whole experience too, because you know yeah. you know that it's gonna have different flavors when you let it open up and everything, mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't want to miss that and by so just yeah exactly. going for it. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. And and with stouts in particular, I feel like I do this a little more often. Um, you know, uh, I sip them a lot slower. Um, IPAs, you know, sometimes, uh, but it's really funny. So it's usually I will be very slow with stouts and very slow with my ice cream. <laughs> so I'll go pick up, and I don't get ice cream very often. When I do, I get like a little, I don't know, was it a pint or a little quart or something, whatever they call them. Mm-hmm. I don't know the sizing. The standard size of Haagen-Dazs you can get in the store. My go-to is mint chip, mm-hmm. and I eat that baby slow. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so stouts that and that ice cream pretty good with this beer right now. It probably would. Oh, man. Yeah. No, this is a really good beer, and I definitely want to take my time with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what's our brewery talk so today? So brewery talk today. Yeah. Um, I well we kind of came up with this idea together, but I did most of like the the, the research on it. But today we're we're talking about and I feel like this is really something you could talk about at a brewery. So we're talking about phobias today. Okay. So different phobias. So what I thought first of all, do you have any do you have any phobias? I think none, none that I really know. Like I'm not like scared of clowns or anything, but uh heights, I suppose. Um, and you know what, when we discussed what this topic was going to be, um, like Ben said, he did the heavy lifting and did a lot of the research, mm-hmm. um, but I knew what the topic was going to be. And so I was talking to my wife and I was like, I don't, I don't know, I guess heights. And she's like, you're not scared of heights. <laughs> like, cause when we go on vacation, like we, we went to Europe and we went climbing some like high towers where there's like these incredible views, but I wasn't like afraid. I'm like, no, okay, that's fine. I know I'm secure. But when we went to the Grand Canyon, and you can go like to the edge of the Grand Canyon, no railing, and you can go past it and everything. And that's I I hate that. Where, you Did know. you like sit on the edge? <laughs> yeah, I saw well, a picture of you con- sitting. Conquer your fear, my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, so I'm still afraid of like heights like that. I remember, uh, I think I was probably in high school, and I went to this like one of those like it's like a climbing experience. So you harness in and you climb like these like a w- giant wooden ladder and stuff, and you're like in these trees, you know, climbing from structure to structure. And that, even though I was harnessed in, in that case, I was freaked out. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not like that. I think I like even like gave up. I was like, no, same for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so I would just say heights. Um, I don't like a major, it's not no. holding you back from. No, like I don't anything. have, I know. Yeah. No, just heights. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually thinking for, for me, and I didn't realize that I had this phobia until I read about it. And so I'm going to be like looking at my phone because there's no way I can remember the names of some yeah. of these phobias and I probably won't even pronounce it right, but cause I have it, I have it written down in my notes, but I realized that I have this one phobia and it's called, first of all, I want you to guess what it is. Okay. I'll have you try to guess some of these, but, um, and I want to say this is like debilitating to me. It's not like a huge phobia, kind of like with your same thing with heights, but yeah. it's called, uh, nomo or I mean, nomophobia. What do you think that is? Nomophobia. It's also kind of like pub trivia, so you can like try to guess what what you yeah, think it is. Nomophobia. I, I want to say like the fear of missing out, like FOMO. That's like kind of <laughs> like the fear I feel of like saying no. Kind of, the fear of saying no. No. Well, I said no. That's fine. <laughs> so it's not. I feel like you're you're kind of onto something there. Okay. But I didn't realize I had this. But when so it's the. And it's not necessary. I'll, I'll explain myself. But that it's the fear of being without mobile phone coverage. Okay, so I was really off. No, well, fear of missing out and okay. like missing out on like yeah. knowing where someone is. So the, the the reason I thought that I could like kind of have like a slight, mm-hmm. I guess, like case of this would be like if if my wife is driving somewhere mm-hmm. and she like 
doesn't tell me when she gets there. Like, yeah. I automatically think, like, something bad happened to her. And my daughter, too. Like, I'm like, wait, what if they, they, they're not, they're not contacting me. Like, they, you know, so it's kind yeah. of like that kind of. Um, That's really funny you say that. Just a bit. Because my wife and I, we share our locations. Mm-hmm. And so I see when she's on her way home from work. Um, and there was this one time where it was later than usual. I usually get home before her and I'm kind of sitting on the couch watching TV and I was like, Oh, she hasn't, she usually calls me on her way home or right when she's getting into her car. She's like, Hey, and we'll talk for a little while while she's driving. And I hadn't heard from her and time was going by and I was like, well, she's fine. Like, you know, I don't want to bother her. And I, it started getting like where I was getting a little worried. I was like, it seems a little excessive. Mm -hmm. And so I look at her location and I don't know if anyone has this, lo- the location to use it on your phone, but it, like, will show you on, like, on a map. So, like, almost like your maps for your directions will show you. And I, n- no lie, it said, <laughs> instead of a road, her car was in a ditch. It literally was titled, Ditch, like a road. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. And so I, like, called her right away. And she answered, she's like, hey. And it, and Are sometimes, you in a ditch? Are you in a ditch somewhere? <laughs> and sometimes it'll, I've had that happen where it's like, says, like, she's, like, off on this one random road, and then I refresh, and it, like, jumps, you know? Like, mm-hmm. not crazy far over, but then I'll put her back onto the highway, and it's, like, it sometimes will, like, miscalculate a little bit, but, like, not huge variations. It's not, like, a whole other city or anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was that was one experience I had with that, and that freaked me out. I don't want this to sound like I have to know where my wife is at all times, and I don't <laughs> trust her, because I totally do, yeah. but, yeah. like, I just want no, her to be safe. Yeah. I want her to be safe. And so, like, if I know she's going somewhere, it's mostly with that, like, I know mm-hmm. she's going somewhere, Yeah, and I am I kind of, like, assume the worst sometimes with yeah. stuff like that, so. Yeah, no, so do I. Uh, yeah. That's so exactly I thought I could why. have a slight phobia with that. Other than that, I couldn't really think of, I'm not scared of spiders or, oh, like, okay, the, yeah, the no, I, I have a fear of spiders. I don't like spiders. And kind of. Bugs too. I hope. Do you remember that one time there was like bugs falling out off like stuff Okay, that outside. was freaking weird. So we were hanging out in Ben's backyard. I was shocked though. That... And I don't know what they're called. They're like I think they're pretty common. They're like these little caterpillar looking worms. Not things. scary, but they're, yeah, they're pretty. They're, they're really small. Like you know, not much bigger than like my thumbnail probably. And they were coming down on like webs though, mm-hmm. like spiders would. But they were just kind of raining down. Everyone was freaking out though, and it wasn't like well, it's not fun having worms rain on you. That's true, but I don't I, I don't know. That was funny. I didn't like that. But spiders, right? Spiders in particular, I'm not not a fan. It's like, pretty I, common. Fear. I don't even like to try to kill them because I don't want to get that close. Mm-hmm. Especially like bigger ones, like a black widow or something. I'm afraid I'm going to miss and it's going to come after me mm-hmm. and retaliate. I don't want that. <laughs> so. I would say, I, th- I think, I didn't look at this, but I would say that the most common fears are spiders, mm. clowns, dolls, and I would say sharks. A lot of people are afraid of sharks. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess if I were to see you and if I were in the ocean, but like thinking about it, I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. it doesn't like freak me out, the thought mm-hmm. of it. But mm-hmm. I know we have a friend. We have a friend. Okay, so terrified. we went on a, on a cruise, or I went on a cruise with, with our friends, and she said that. If she just saw a shark on the cruise ship, like on the on the boat itself, that she would get so scared that she would throw up. <laughs> like she was talking from like being like, on the on boat, the but boat, looking into the ocean. And if it was in the ocean, yeah. <laughs> so she's very afraid of sharks. Yeah, but she is. So there are some very interesting fears, and I thought I thought phobias were just kind of an interesting topic. You know, just mm-hmm. and these were ones that I were kind of shocked about that yeah. they were like an actual fear. So I thought it would be kind of fun for you to like guess what you think they are. You don't have to like spend a whole a lot of time, like, trying okay. to guess it. I'll try but... to, yeah, I'll try to keep it down to, like, five seconds. To <laughs> okay. Start. Yeah, so the first one is, and I am going to probably butcher these names, but Arachabutriophobia. Arachabutriophobia. 
Is that the fear of scare, uh, fuzzy spiders? That is not the fear of fuzzy spiders. That'd be really silly. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. no, no. I know. <laughs> Arachnophobia is fear. Of That's spiders, true. So. It does. It does sound similar, but it is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Oh. I've heard of that. I've heard of really? that as a fear, but I've never heard. I haven't heard like the what scientific name? Arachnophobia. Huh. No, I've never had that fear. I mean, I've definitely had that, and so I could see maybe someone panicking in that yeah. situation. <laughs> What's happening? I There's peanut butter on top of my mouth. Um, okay, a blutophobia. The fear of balloons. No. Dang. That was good, though. Thanks. I thought that was a good guess. It's the fear of bathing. People are oh. afraid to bathe. So, you know, those people are probably easily identifiable. <laughs> yeah. By one, of the, by one of the senses. Especially sure. if you're downwind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy, like, to be scared of, I don't know. Um, okay, so the next one, spectrophobia. Spectro. Is it the fear of spectro, spectrum? I, I don't know. Fear of glasses or something like that? that. I mean, it's, that's close. It's the fear of mirrors. Ah, So okay. glass. And, but they think that, that there's another person or entity mm. on the other side of mirrors that are always watching them, whatever mirror they're looking that's at. Freaky. That would be freaky. Would... Dude, if you're, if you had that mindset, that would be scary. So is that like a, did you read, like, is that like a culture thing? Like there's cultures that, because there's cultures who believe your soul is captured by a picture. And I so don't know. If you get a picture know. taken, you could lose your soul. So I wonder if it's like, that could be something that certain cultures believe. And so they gr- are raised to believe mm-hmm. like that's the truth. Possibly. I'm there. That might be out there that I didn't read that, but yeah. like if you have that mindset and you are literally thinking there's an entity watching you, I mean, anywhere that, you that is go just in public, scary. You're going to see your reflection yeah. in something. So that's pretty freaky. That's hard. Yeah. You wouldn't ever want to go out ever. And even in your home, you wouldn't. And it would be a little creepy to like, not, not saying, cause that's just, that's just what their mindset is. They're scared of that. But and have that fear. But if you were to go into someone's house and there was like zero mirrors or like anything that you could see your reflection on, that would be kind of creepy. Gla- That'd be kind of creepy too. Yeah. You wouldn't have much glass or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that spectrophobia, I thought that one was kind of creepy. Um, Magiricophobia. Magiricophobia. That was probably so bad, but Magiricophobia. Is it the fear of magicians? No, that's a good guess though. But it's the fear of cooking. You're just afraid to cook. So what about baking? Probably that too. <laughs> it probably falls just being in the kitchen. But um, so those people like always eat mm-hmm. out, I guess, and like always order food because they're scared of cooking. But I mean, burning yourself, but still. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to link this picture. I have to link this. And I, you haven't seen this yet. And I wanted to show him. There's a picture that goes along with it. Just okay. look at this picture of this fear. <laughs> it is such a creepy picture. This is kind of disturbing. Like he's in, he's in. So if you don't want to look at a a creepy picture, don't click on the link, but I'll link it. It's the guy in the, in the pot. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's, it's like, there's no body. Yeah. It's it's like, it's just, I wouldn't, it's kind of weird to see. Definitely. I was confused. I was like, I feel like this is much creepier than cooking. You know what that reminded me of though, is another, I don't know if I would say this is a fear or not. It's something that I was brought to, like, this is brought to my attention, you know, a few years back. I don't know, five years ago or something. It's the fear of things with, I don't know what the name, maybe, maybe this made your list. The fear of things with like holes in it? Yeah, that did make my list. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, what's that called? So since you brought it up. Yeah. It's, uh, Sorry if I ruined your No, list. no, no, it's all good. <laughs> so this actually, it's tripophobia. Tripophobia, right. So I found out about that with some coworkers or someone brought it up. 
And so we're looking at photos online. And that did actually, I found that disturbing, hmm. looking at those photos. Have you looked at those? No. It is, I don't know. Like, I felt like who wouldn't be disturbed by this? Like, Whoa, it's difficult to look, to look at for me. Like, and I don't have a fear of, like, things with holes in it. Though. Interesting. Like, I don't know. I can't think of, like, a sponge. Like, that doesn't freak me out. But it was the photos that people will generate online with, like, Photoshop. Those, I found, I found them disturbing. Whoa, I don't even, like, there must be, like, a subculture so, making so these what creepy it, Yeah, it, it is, I think. Tripophobia. So, tripophobia. And if you're scared go- easily. Yeah, Google it. Don't do this. <laughs> tripophobia. And then do, like, click to do images on Google and search that way. Um, and let us know, like if, if, if you're, you feel the same way as me, Ben, you should do this. It, I don't know. It, it just, they're like random photos that people will put holes in the objects that are in the photos like mm. through Photoshop or whatnot. That's creepy. It, it, it was disturbing to me. Hmm. Some of them was like, Oh, but then when it's like a, someone's like hand and they put holes through it and stuff, that freaks me out. Hmm. So I'm not into that. You know, it's something that also creeps me out. Hmm. Um, or would creep me out is if someone came in right now, took this beer and dumped it out because it is so good. <laughs> so have you noticed anything different while you're drinking I would, it? I mean, we have an empty bottle here, so you just pick it up by the neck, <laughs> smash it. Yeah. But have you noticed anything of. while we're drinking it? I haven't been able to drink it too much. I, I mean, it's just as good as when we started. I mean... Any different notes that you're getting? Let's or? see here. I would say that I do... I do... I don't know if you agree with this. But I do feel like it's, it's starting to sweeten up a little bit. For sure, that yeah. last that last sip that I took. I'm getting more vanilla easily, mm-hmm. um, more than the cacao. I yeah, was. I thought definitely. The cacao was was you know a little over not over, I don't want to say overpowering, but it was definitely the prominent. Um, it was for no, me too within there uh, between the three ingredients that they utilized and I definitely still there, get but, I still get pecan as yeah, well with pecan the vanilla. vanilla. That's it's more very pecan prominent. vanilla for me right now mm. versus you know over the, the cacao, but the cacao is still there. Yeah, I would say the smell, like I can still. Smell the cacao, but it is, it's not as, as, um, prevalent yeah. in it. It's kind of, at first it was a lot, but mm-hmm. it has opened up and it's, gosh, it's so decadent. That's like the word that I feel like can describe it so luscious. well. Very luscious. Very luscious. Very luscious. All right, let's, uh, let's, so I have a few more, but there's one that I really want to talk about. So I'll, let's do like a lightning round. What is popophobia? Fear of popping balloons? The fear of the Pope. Oh, People are afraid of Pope. That's weird. Seems like such a nice guy. Right? I know, right? Mm. Somnophobia. Som? The fear of wine? The fear of falling asleep. Mm. Okay, so it don't sound like an idiot. A sommelier is what I was going with. Yeah. Sommelier for wine. You know, mm-hmm. wine experts. Or okay. if you drink a lot of wine, you fall asleep. But... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so don't drink a lot of wine or if you have somnophobia. Um, nomophobia. Oh, that's what I already talked about. Mobile home coverage. Or mobile phone coverage. <laughs> 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 I haven't written mobile home in here. It's just autocorrected. Um... Turophobia. The fear of tourists. Nope, the fear of cheese. Which people that have tripophobia probably don't like Swiss cheese. Probably not. So that's a little, interesting. Little maybe fun fact. I don't know if that's fact. I feel like it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's it might fun. not be a fact. It might not be a fact. <laughs> it might not be a fact. So a fun something. Um geniophobia. The fear of uh, genetics? Ooh, no. You kind of were just making it sound it's fear of chins. Okay, so I don't. So I think for this, you probably have to know all the scientific names. So I'm just Maybe. going with what it sounds like. You're doing good. Yeah. I feel like you're doing good guesses. Fear of chins. So someone is who has that fear is terrified of double chins, probably. Probably. Yeah, triple chins. All those, <laughs> all of the excess. Chins. Yeah. Man. Um, pogonophobia. The fear of pogs. The little with the smashers from the '90s. <laughs> They'd be afraid of you. What? They'd be afraid of you. Um. Why would they be afraid of you? Because I have a beard. 
You have a beard. That's it? That's pure beard. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if we were bringing race into this or what. <laughs> you think I would do that? Are I you don't know. That's funny. Um, globophobia. The fear of globs. The fear of, of balloons sort of popping. Oh, and okay. And this, this, per, this person that was writing this article was like, if you do have this fear, what are you going to do if you have a kid? And, like, what are you going to do at their party? And I was like, I mean, you probably just don't have balloons. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, Not that hard. That's probably fine. You can just... Okay. Um, and then this is the last one before there's one that I wanted to really talk about that I think is hilarious. So, hippopotamonstrosis squibodilophobia. That just sounded like The gibberish. fear of stumbling upon a great battle between a hippo and a squid. <laughs> It is the fear of long words. So it's mm. like, that's just messed up that the person named it that. Yeah, so when they get diagnosed, they're terrified. And I did not such a long word. even get close to pronouncing that right. But this last one, I love this last one. Okay, it is anatidaphobia. My, this is my favorite phobia. Anatidaphobia? Anatidaphobia. The fear of anecdotes. No. <laughs> so it is the fear that... Somewhere, in some place, there is either a duck or a goose watching you. I'm not joking. That is unreal. How do you come up with that? It's not even like, like it's not even them. It's not even like a duck itself, because like that could be I don't know. Like that could be a phobia, and I don't. Or you, I don't know if you're thinking of what I'm thinking of, but or like a goose like attacking you. But um, it's just that somewhere in some place that they're watching you. Are you thinking of the story? Yeah. yeah. You can tell it. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know. I, I thought you would think of it. We were at. A I guess park. I might have a slight phobia. We were at a park. We were at a park one time uh, with our wives, and I don't. There's a lot of geese there, like a lot of geese, and uh, a ton. We had like snacks with us, I think, right? Probably. Yeah, we did. Is that what how I did it? We were having snacks and playing games. Did I start feeding them? You did. I started like feeding them, but strategically, so annoying, so that they would. St- they formed like. A- a circle around us. They were geese. It was... <laughs> I got so scared. Ben, ben discovered his fear of geese that day. Oh, I'm afraid of geese. <laughs> yeah. And I I was like, I wanted them to go away so bad. I was so scared. And Robert just kept throwing them food. I was like, dude, stop throwing them food. But he just went stop. He thought it was hilarious. My wife was probably like seven months pregnant at yeah. the time. And, and he I, <laughs> he I just her. took off. And these geese, they were kind of... I mean, I don't know if they were freaking you out. But they were freaking no. me out. And I just ran and I felt like... Ashamed after I left my pregnant wife to get attacked by these geese. It's okay. She's with me and Raina. <laughs> yeah. The non-scared people. But I thought that was so funny. Somewhere there's a duck or a goose watching these people. It is really weird. So it's not the fear of them watching, like there's a goose watching me. It's watching someone. No, it's watching. It is a Like if you goose. if you had that phobia, it would be like a duck is watching me. So it like might be at the window or yeah. something or like peeking through the door. It's watching. I don't know how that would even come to someone's mind. I don't know. It's crazy. But those are the phobias. I thought they were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Public speaking is number one still, probably, right? Oh, Did you read probably. That? No. Oh. I, I mean, I, I always... My research was very in-depth. <laughs> I always knew that, like, number one was, like, public speaking. Yeah, that, never, make, that makes sense. I've never really had that fear, I feel like. I don't think. I don't I, recall ever having it. I mean, you get... I get anxious, but mm-hmm. never, like... Yeah, and that's actually... I feel like that's healthy. It is. And, it means and, you're... I've always heard that that means you're ready. Yeah. If you have, you know, nerves before going on, like, not, like panicking or anything but you have a little bit of nerves that mm. it's supposed to be good mm-hmm. i mean our bodies have these natural instincts for reasons you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah i've never had like a huge fear of public speaking i mean i've gotten really nervous people performing before in front mm-hmm. of people for things when i was growing up but um yeah speaking giving speeches mm-hmm. kind of kind of enjoy it nice yeah 
That's awesome. Lucky that way. Well, that was our brewery talk this week. We're drinking some. Oh, this is incredible beer. Yeah. Well done the for waiting, Imperial man. Imperial Stout. The really? Lush from Moxa Brewing Company in Rockland, California. Very, very good. Pecans. Vanilla. Cacao nibs. We've, 11% ABV. And we've talked about Moxa, and now we're finally reviewing it. It mm. feels like... It just feels good. Yeah. Feels, drink it. Talk about it. Feels right. Feels right. Feels right. <laughs> so good. Well, hey, um, we just wanted to remind you just to subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Instagram yeah. at Original Brew Collective. Also on Twitter and Facebook, you can find us on there. And we would just really appreciate the follow. So Yeah. Yeah. Give us a follow. Review. Subscribe. We're going to keep on sipping on this delicious beer. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.